0: Or is this one of those situations where opposites should just stay on their own side of the wall?
1: (laughs) What a very deep question. (laughs) (laughs) Hi there, you're tuning in to the Nerdy Fans Podcast, a place for binge watchers and anime nerds for the young and the young at heart. I'm Glee.
0: And I'm Ray. And welcome to the Nerdy Fans Podcast.
1: Hi, Ray. It's been a while.
0: It has been a while. So, yep, again, fellow nerdy fans, life just gets the better of us sometimes. So, rest assured, we do have a treat for you today. We will be discussing Yamada-kun, or love story Yamada-kun to Level 99, if I got that tongue twister title correctly, and...
1: And Skip and Loafer and some other spring, summer anime for this season available wherever you get your anime stuff <laughs> yes because they, they are available in different platforms so it's difficult to find them in just one streaming platform unfortunately so there's a bunch of spring summer anime this season yep. and i wanted to ask you first because i know that you are not a slice of life type of person <laughs> but i've introduced you to this Yamada Kun level ninety-nine no Koi Wasuru. Yep. So can you let our nerdy fans friends know what this is about?
0: Alright, so most definitely. I believe the English name to this anime is Loving Yamada kun to level nine nine nine. So ah. for those nerdy fans out there who play video games, particularly role-playing games, it does give you a clue on what this particular slice of life might be about and yes it does involve gaming so the main character Yamada is your typical gamer or I should say not so typical because he's actually a professional gamer mainly playing on first-person shooters now he plays multi-platform or MMORPG or online RPGs as a way to relax now he's your typical quiet guy dedicated gamer And there is the trope of the main girl being the, I would say, loud, extroverted female lead who barely knows anything about gaming but tries to get into gaming anyway. So it is a pretty, I would say, one of the main reasons, rather, why I I like this anime is because of that premise, more on the gaming premise, right? So that's why I enjoyed it. I watched... Up until the latest episode, I believe, that's a slightly different take that I have compared to trying to watch *Skip and Loafer, which I only ended up with two episodes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Ray, speaking of gaming, because this is about gaming and as a gamer, any comments on the Forest of Savior game that they Mm. played on the show?
0: Yep. So Forest of Savior is the MMORPG that Yamada-kun and his friends, including the main girl, plays. So for those who grew up playing Ragnarok Online or Emmy Online or any of those old school MMORPG games, Forest of Savior is like that. In fact, in the anime itself, they mention that it is an older game and personally i'm looking at it and it does bring back memories and it also makes me think about the, definitely my younger years i would have played that when i was still in college now as an older guy gamer? i no. gamer older gamer i've more or less evolved as you would say to just focus on single player games mostly now you know because i have less to worry about and it's just mainly me but definitely, had I been in college, this my friends and I would have been playing the heck out of it. What about you, Glee? You've seen quite a few of the episodes. Do you think uh, this is a game you
1: would play? Yes. Well, I did start playing Ragnarok back in the day. But it was a time where I think college. I think it was college, yep. sort of college. But then because of my course, you know, the <laughs> accountancy course, it's yep. just so difficult to be addicted to something. <laughs> yep. Because it's everything, is you know, once you get addicted to it, you just, you know, play and play and you cannot study. That was my thing. Currently, where you are at, so the single player game, what type of games, for example, do you play now?
0: So I still play mostly RPGs. So think about Force of Savior, but without the online capability. So it's more story focused, it's you controlling multiple party members compared to just one. So I think as an older gamer that's, and as an introvert myself, I think that's why I mostly prefer those single games now. Because if you play Forest of Savior or Ragnarok online, those games, you have to coordinate with people. And this is funny saying that my job is technically coordinating people in the office to get a submission done. In gaming, I just don't want to exert that kind of effort. I want to be in control of everything. So that's why I'm not anymore into MMOs. In fact, I did mention a few episodes before that I did enjoy Final Fantasy XIV, which is an online game. But when I play that, I play that solo. So, and that's the, also the main reason why I quit that game because it's a different experience when you're playing something solo when it's meant to be for multiple people. So that's what I would note. I am also quite curiously looking at the main characters of Yamada kun do you relate more perhaps with Akane, the main girl, or Tsubaki, the gamer classmate girl of, of Yamada?
1: I think I will just be the Akane because I'm not that super, you know, like gamer like hardcore. So I'm just like a beginner and just casual gamer, I would say. I did back in the day high school, but there was like a very old game like StarCraft, so... Mm. What do you call StarCraft? Like, What type of that game is it? StarCraft
0: would be an RTS or a real-time strategy game. So that's where you get to control bases, units individually, and as cruel as this may sound, now that I think about it, your goal is to send as many troops to your enemies and have them kill each other, which sometimes mean being willing and happily letting Certain troops be sacrificed in a gory mess, so you can get the enemy from behind or from the side or strategize. So yeah, it's like handling a real war without using your heart. Mm. <laughs> Just but, cold. But
1: in MMORPG or the the games that you play, do you use the heart though? Like,
0: <laughs> you know, funny story is that although yes, it does involve quite a few sword fights and whatnot, but. Games nowadays is not as linear as it used to be. There are now choices on how you want to approach the game. Do you want to be a villain? Do you want to be a good guy or whatnot? And sometimes even in some games that I'm playing right now, it's like a harem anime. Where you have to choose the one girl that, you, that you're, you want your main character to end up. And sometimes you do have to play with a heart. Try as I might to want to go to the bad guy route just for fun. I find myself going to the good route first. Unless of course that's that's a bad idea onto itself, you know? But yeah, definitely when I do game, it's as much as you want to be logical most of the time, there are just times when you have to be human about it.
1: Oh, interesting. What
0: about yougly? If you were given these moral choices in gamings, how would you play it?
1: Well depends on how hardcore I am at that point in playing it because Right now, I would say, top of my head, I would not use any heart though because I know that it's a it's a game <laughs> well <laughs>
0: that's understandable with a lot of people. I suppose, as a gamer, because as I mentioned before, perhaps a few episodes ago, I love a good story. I love those fantasy novels i playing these games, especially role playing games, it feels like you are reading a a novel, yeah, you're placing yourself into these characters, even if these, even if these characters might be so far away from you, because you know they they blast magic out of their fingertips or take down a, a dragon with just a sword, but then there's something human about that experience, and you can't. And for me, you just can't help but invest yourself a little bit more, right? In terms of logic, imagine yourself playing as a female Witcher. Do you think you'd go more to helping people or just focus on getting paid as a Witcher?
1: That's an interesting question. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess I would go for the more adventure part. I don't know where where that route would lead me. Route would lead me. Like, which part is much more exciting?
0: <laughs> ah, great answer. But I'm sure our listeners know that you were just copying out on that one. What? Really? Uh, I'm, yeah. But look, I get what you're trying to say. To be fair, unless you're in that situation it's going to be hard to make that decision. Now, if we're going to look at Yamada-kun, he's probably going on the more logical route. I would suspect. I think that's his game style. The main girl is all heart, I'm pretty sure. She's just going to go in and be herself. And I think, to some degree, there's some funness into that. But if I'm going to look at it from a gamer's perspective, I'd probably not want to to be in the same party as, as <laughs> she would. You know, yes, to be yes, on- understand. just to be honest.
1: And right. also, going back to the game stories and everything that you've mentioned, I noticed that the games actually have better stories than shows. You know, like, it's much more in-depth and and much more engaging. I remember, like, the StarCraft if, before, if you go on missions, mm. you would know the story behind or, you know, the, the story behind of a character. It's quite really good. And I remember there's a show. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. There is a show on Apple TV. It's called Mythic Quest. It's like an office type of show, but the office is, they are a gaming company. Okay. And then they make the games and and stuff. So in between the takes or there's transitioning to a different scene, there's a game character. And they show like part of a game and stuff like that. So it was quite interesting, especially season one. I really liked it. And the story of the game is also kind of like part of the show. And then actually they needed an author. From that perspective, from what I saw, when you create a game, you need an author to author the game just for the characters and where the story would lead.
0: I'll be honest with you. If you're going to try to look at the ending credits of role-playing games, especially Japanese role-playing games or even Western role-playing games, you will notice not only do they have produce a producer, a director, or writers, they have character designs. Those writers specifically trying to flesh out what this character is gonna be. So role playing games in general, and and maybe even you know RTS or first person shooters, they try to flesh out these stories because because again, it's not just like before during the the Nintendo Entertainment System era wherein you pop in a cartridge there's this character you get from point a to point b to fight the final boss it's not like that anymore there has to be that storytelling there has to be that build up there has to be that drama and i would say this there has to be that slice of life otherwise you just have a bland game and you know a lot of games have actually failed because of its blandness or because you know it lacks any substantial story or character building, I wouldn't say it rivals anime or whatnot. It gets inspired from other media. And that's why I do believe that in the near future, you know, with with VR or virtual reality and all, these things are going to become more interactive. And I think people like Yamada, people like Akane most especially, and their other party members will be extremely intrigued by this. And the closer or the more personal these games become for these characters and for us, the more we'll probably be uh, make our choices more human or more reflective of who we are, right? So that's just my take on it. In your view, do you think Yamada and Akane will go that route wherein they'll, they'll be more true to themselves in these kinds of games? Or will they stick to who they are?
1: Well, judging from now, I think that they will stick to who they are. (laughs) (laughs) Like playing the game in terms of that. But with their real-world interaction, there is some growth there. I'm seeing potential that, you know, like especially with Yamada, who hasn't experienced this emotion, I would say, this type of emotion. And he will, you know, develop a side of him that wasn't there before. And Mm -hmm. that being said, Ray... What is your comment on the age gap romance wherein the girl is older than the guy?
0: So you see, and I'll be honest, dear nerdy fans, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, these kinds of questions is more of a personal take rather than an absolute truth. And by that, I mean, I'm not saying my answer is correct. I'm just saying this is my personal take for whatever reason. So personally, I'm not into older women. People who know me know that for a fact. They know that never to try and broach a topic with me. But I don't see anything wrong with other people or other men dating older women. Because the way I see it, you know, it's your it's your life. If that's what makes you happy, go, right? If you think dating for for women, if you think dating somebody who's 20 years older than you and having a good, happy relationship is is going to do good for you, great. I pray for your success. Now, it doesn't mean that on my personal life, I agree with it. For the life of me, I can never date somebody who's even a year older than me, right? That's that's the kind of guy I am. But for somebody like Yamada-kun, if that is what he wants, then go ahead. That being said, I much prefer Yamada with his nerdy classmate for my own, again, that's my bias, right? Because I prefer the nerdy girl. I prefer women who have the same mindset as I do. I'm one of those guys who don't go for opposites at track. Opposites murder each other. That's what I, That's my take. That being said, what about you, Glee? Do you agree with that romance direction? Or do you think the same way I do, wherein he should end up with the other classmate?
1: Okay, couple of things. There are two different things that I have opinion on. So yep. first, to have this type of romance in an anime is quite refreshing, I would say. Okay. I haven't seen any type of slice of life, mm. rom-com, anime that featured this type of age gap. And makes me wonder whether in Japan, people or guys who have just two years younger than the girl is for them might be fine. Because I think in the Philippines, it might not be that common. I mean, mm. it will be common if there is, like, you know, like, the 10-year the gap. That's more common than, to me, than the two-year gap, I would say. Mm. So, yeah, that's quite refreshing and quite pleasantly surprising for me mm. to see. At first, actually, the first few episodes, I was kind of debating to myself, like, is is Akane really older than him? Like, I can't believe it, Yep. you know? But then for me, my personal take, I also don't prefer younger men because mm. we all know, I think we all know that men mature very late <laughs> than the women, right? I think that's a known fact, I would say. But so I would prefer like a person who has much more maturity than I do so that I, I just don't like like taking care of a, a child. I mean, do you know what I mean? like. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my... I know it's quite harsh, but I see this in other people. And actually, I dated a guy who was three years younger than me.
0: Ooh, okay. And And is it exactly as you've said, that it's like taking care of a child?
1: A little bit because there are like... You will not be in the same mindset, I would say. Let's say, Mm. for example, there was a time that I wanted to... And spoiler alert, that guy cheated on me. So... (laughs) <laughs> but I would say that it's very, it's very different. Because, for example, at that point in my life, let's say I was like mid twenties, I, I wanted to move abroad, you know, have some plans already. Yep, yep. But he wasn't ready yet because he was say, let's say I was twenty five and he was twenty two or twenty three. It's very different. Mm. So I felt it was holding me back.
0: Ah, I do understand that that mindset. In fact, I even have a friend who who asked me about the type of girls that I would like. And we were talking about it, and I said that I like younger women. Take note, I was almost 30 at that time, probably 28 or whatnot. One of his comments was, okay, younger women, but not too young, Ray, because I cannot see you with somebody who's 19. I think that girl will be too immature for you. You know, So I do get where you're coming from here. That being said, and this is the funny thing, I actually know two or three people where we used to work where the guys were in fact younger, the women, of course, older and their relationship actually are, are doing quite well. And I suppose it may have something to do with the fact that with one of the couple, whenever I look at the guy, I look at like, despite the fact he was probably six years younger than the girl or something like that, he acted much older. Like you can see the maturity in him. So I even joked with a woman and it's like, for you, I will listen to you for career advice because she's really good with her career. But for important decisions in life, I'm listening to your husband. And the other one, they met when the guy was, I think, 22. And she was much older, like 26, 27. And looking at the guy, he just looks... I'm not saying he looks bad, but he looks mature for his age. Like somebody who actually knows what he wants to do, you know? And I suppose there is that dynamics that you have to to think about. It's just... That's why I say it's matching. That's why I said earlier that it's just my personal preference and and I cannot say that I'm right or wrong because looking at these things, I've seen myself proven wrong multiple times. But yeah, and I suppose it's also like this. We're both from the Philippines and it is tradition, right? That it's always the, the guy's always older and the woman younger
1: yeah i would say that age is just a number right but it's an indication of maturity in a way Mm. but there are older people who are immature so those are the outliers oh yeah but i would say maybe for those couples who you know the the guy is younger i would say that maybe the guy matured earlier like during like in on his like you know earlier years so that's why mindset wise they are compatible
0: I would say so. I would definitely say so. And But what again, is your
1: take on Ka- Yamada, though?
0: <laughs> again, for Yamada, the reason why I prefer Tsubaki, her, his classmate, is because Tsubaki is quiet, nerdy, loves games as well, whereas Akane is this... It looks like a scatterbrain extrovert, and I prefer the introvert. Put it this way. If Tsubaki was older and Akane was younger, I would still go for Tsubaki.
1: Okay, that
0: is how I would I would go for it. It's mm. just me.
1: Mm. Yep. What about you? I think they're cute together. In my opinion, <laughs> they are cute together, and I mean, no, nothing in like nothing in depth about just what I see. Just you know, on the surface, they are cute together, and. I like to look at characters. This is not real life, just characters (laughs) who are kind of having that little bit of opposite just for the fun of it to see, you know, but not in real life for sure.
0: Ah, okay. And I suppose that's a, yes, that is a good take. But I'm going to say that that's probably why I resonated more with Yamada-kun rather than Skip and Loafer. Ah, okay, okay. (laughs) Because I'm saying this because with Yamada-kun, he is a gamer, and I can relate to that. I love the premise. It's something that I can understand. Whereas, and I'll be honest with this, with Skip and Loafer, I watched the first two episodes. The main character is a country bumpkin going to the big city, trying to make herself better. But then the way she does things, I, I'm like, I don't understand this. And the main guy, I'm like, yeah, a little too overly friendly, and then looks a bit scattered brain as well. It's like, not something i can relate with so it's like making me watch a full rom-com movie like the notebook and i'll just be shrugging my shoulders and say okay what's next
1: Mm-kay, okay okay uh, speaking I of which <laughs> speaking
0: of which with with skip and loafer i know you love it the message that you sent me before was like please watch this tell me what is it about skip and loafer especially its stories and characters that you resonate with?
1: I would say that character-wise, there's no one that really resonates with me. Mm. But in terms of the storyline and how the author has unpacked it, I would say I really like it and also the humor in it as well. I really like the humor, especially in the first episode. That's why I rewatch it like, I don't know like four times <laughs> i would say also the main character who is the country bumpkin it's also another refreshing take to see like the girl is not super like say pretty mm. pretty she's she she wasn't drawn in a pretty way yep. so i was at first like oh actually at first i was like why is the girl not pretty i was such a
0: nerdy fans <laughs> i've never said that <laughs>
1: Well you, you you understand what I mean, right? The main character who is me, Mi... Where what was her name? I forgot now her name. Mitsu. If you compare her with Akane, like Akane is considered the beautiful Yep, the pretty. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just for our nerdy fans listeners, so Skip and Loafer is about this sparkling bumpkin country girl who moved from mm. the Ishikawa Prefecture to study in a high school in Tokyo and she is an achiever and have her future planned out. So she grew up in a depopulated area. So when she moved to Tokyo at the very first, you know, she got so shocked with the densely populated Tokyo. So and then that's where the story started, where she met the main character, Guy, who is considered a popular guy. So at first, like, you wouldn't see, like, why? And then why would the Guy also like her, you know? Actually, how many episodes are there now? I forgot. But the story is more on the experience of the characters in their high school years mm. and how they are discovering these emotions so it's more real oh, i would okay. say even though the storyline is not the most innovative of all mm. but the 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 appeal is more on the storytelling and the character development actually there is a character there Who was at first, like, you wouldn't like her. You really Mm. wouldn't like her. She's the type of, like, high school classmate that is, like, trying to be popular and stuff. But there is a background story around that. So, that's why eventually you will like the character. So, it adds a human element to the character. I know you don't like the humanness of the slice of life, but that's... But it adds a bit of humanness to the character. And even they added an LGBTQ plus character there too, which is another refreshing take for me. Without overly, you know, romanticizing or overly making that LGBTQ character dramatic. So it's just treating everybody normal. And also the popular guy has his own demons as well. So I like it, but in a way, each episode is very short. Like mm. what happened? <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing. There's no love story yet. Like, but sometimes Yamada Kun also is like that, right? In some of the episodes, like nothing really happened between them. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, that is a fact. With Yamada Kun, there are some episodes that just feel like filler episodes. Ah, if yes, I would, yes, if I if I would say, but again, that I think. The earner defense where, is where the difference lies between how I view things and how Glee views things with regard to watching Slice of Life anime. Again, for me, it's what I can relate to and gamers I can relate. Looking at Skip and Loafer with the first two episodes at least, yes, it's true. They are a bit more human and probably slightly more relatable than Yamada-kun. But that's the thing. When I look at it, it's like it's trying to be for everybody. And their issues is something that I would look at and say, "I have no time for this; I'm going back to my games, so maybe I'm that kind of guy, which is why again, I like to focus on things that again, I can relate to so with Skip and Loafer, you mentioned that there are these characters that you know that build themselves up to be to be likable, right? like the one that you're saying is like wants to be popular. Do tell is this the kind of likable character that you end up liking because they've grown as a person kind of like Toradora's Taiga or is this the kind of character that just you end up liking because he's she's just good as a villain or or something for comedic effect
1: so it's more of liking because I understood where she's coming from Mm -hmm. it's more of like the understanding of the character why she was like that and then her realizations and then she tried to become a better person and stuff. So that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Understandable, understandable. Probably still somebody I wouldn't be friends with back in college or high school. But, you know, again, the way I say different journeys and all, I can see the appeal in that, honestly. It's just not something that I would engage with. You know? I
1: understand. Yep. Yeah, and this show has also garnered lots of accolades. Mm, I would mm. think so. Yeah, and there were some numerous nominations, and eventually it won something, book of the year list by Da Vinci Magazine. Oh, so nice, nice. I really like it in a way. I really like it. The only thing with Yamada Kun, I think there are other shows with gaming stuff as well. I think Sword Art Online is the one who started all of these. Oh yeah,
0: I would things. think so. Yes, Sword like, Art was big in its first season. Then second season was more of a love it or hate it, especially when you reach the last episode where a lot of people tended to hate it. But look, if we're going to look at these kinds of animes, you know, again, especially for gamers, not to put themselves in the shoes of these characters. So that's why we gear more towards that. And I would understand, and maybe it's how you also view a world, who knows? That's probably why you gravitate more towards Skip and Loafer, I would say. And the more grounded slice of life anime, right? Because it relates more to the real world that you and I probably live through, I would think. Speaking of real world and or in relation to the real world, in Skip of Loafers*, two main characters who I'm pretty sure they want the producers want to pair up, does their relationship look like it's organically growing or is it something that seems forced?
1: It's very organically growing in a way that even like, oh, come on, just just be together. <laughs> because most of it is really the experience unfolding, not like, you mm. know, have some anime, like there's just a circumstance that they saw each other and like that kind of thing. Not really like that. And actually they started as friends. Mm. So, which is really nice. The guy... I don't think that they realize yet that they like each other. So that type of thing, like unlike Yamada, like how, how how, what episode is it? I think Akane kind of like realized a little bit that she she likes him, right?
0: Oh, you should watch the last episode. Okay, okay. You should (laughs) really watch the last episode.
1: Is it the last episode or the latest?
0: The latest rather. Okay,
1: okay. I was like, no, last what? No,
0: so... (laughs) I'm not gonna give spoilers, but let's say realization is the word of the day for Yamada Yamada kun. For Yamada, for Akane, and for Tsubaki.
1: Mm-hmm, and interesting.
0: Let's just say when I was watching that episode, I was like, no, Tsubaki, best girl, why?
1: Oh god. That's okay, okay. My reaction. <laughs> I will I will watch it and actually I might do a reaction video, like a first time reaction video just for the LCLC, but all right. But yeah, so this for Skip and Loafer, because they are good friends, like they are Mm. close friends. So they don't realize yet that they like each other in a way, something Mm. like that. It's being presented that way. There's a bit of Kiliq as well because that part like where the characters don't know that they like each other.
0: And fellow nerdy fans, especially if you're not from the Philippines, the word kilig that Glee just used means butterflies in the stomach when you see something sweet. All right. So that's probably what she's getting looking at that. And speaking of which, because I am also a bit curious because you're saying it's growing organically, they're good friends, and that they should go together. Now, do you feel like, especially if you try to relate that to real life, if this was real life, do they look like... Uh, friends that really should be a couple or do you think somewhere down the line these are people who should remain good friends like you should mutually be in the friend zone because getting together might not be a good idea because again i'm looking at it from this point of view like really popular guy knows the world blah 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 and then there is this country bumpkin not a bad thing in a sense, has her way of doing things as well probably a little bit more traditional Especially if you remember the second episode wherein she sang karaoke with a song only she knew, right? So, what's your take on that?
1: You mean in real life, right?
0: In real life and maybe in relation to those characters as well.
1: I would say in real life, it will be a very difficult relationship. Oh. So, because he's a popular guy, right? The girl is also not considered unpopular. So, she's more on the academic side popular. Mm. And that the guy is popular for the looks, right? So it might be difficult in a way that she might feel insecure. Yep. Because, uh, you know, like a lot of girls go to the guy. But the guy, for some reason, maybe because he's used to these girls, he prefers someone like her, much more Mm. authentic, much Mm. more organic, and something like that. So it might be a difficult relationship. And in terms of friend zone, that's that's a very interesting question. Oh,
0: just a thought, if they're better off friend zoning each other
1: mm. or you know because Yeah. Let's
0: again I was also thinking about that, that he has his world, she has her world. And sometimes these things may not jive. But in your opinion, do you think this is one of those situations with these characters that opposites attract, or is this one of those situations where opposites should just stay on their own side of the wall?
1: Mm. What a very deep question.
0: <laughs> you do love the anime, so maybe yeah. you have some deep thoughts about them.
1: Yes, well, I'm just shipping them, really. I, I really ship <laughs> them, you know. And it will bypass any reality that, <laughs> that reality will throw at them. But yeah, like, they, it's just, I feel like because the guy, the guy is like a popular guy, but not that type of arrogant, popular guy. Like, uh, he's much more of a grounded, popular guy. Mm. So, I think it could work, but it might be difficult, you know, especially Mm. with that age. But I'm still shipping for them.
0: (laughs) So, basically, you might say they'd have their challenges. Because if I'm going to write this story, it's going to be they'll try to get together. They'll have their challenges, break up, meet back when they're about to end college, when they're both mature enough and then live happily ever after. The yeah, end.
1: maybe like that. <laughs> See, I can
0: write Good Slice for Life anime too, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go, right? Yes. So, and looking at, we've seen those main characters. What about the side characters? You mentioned that there was that LGBTQ where it's properly presented and not just for comic relief. And then, of course, the the main characters, classmates from her hometown. What can you say about them?
1: So the main character has like three other girlfriends. The one Mm. that was like trying to be popular. The another one is the beautiful girl, actually. If you would look at it in reality, that beautiful girl and the main guy would look good together. Uh, Yep. And then a nerdy girl, which is similar to the main character, but more introverted. Because the main character is extroverted type of nerd. So, so, those were her three friends, and I like in a way that the beautiful girl mm. was like she has her own backstory too, so actually, these four sets of ladies they are I would say they are the nerdy bunch, right? okay, yep, and then the beautiful girl had friends before, but they were just befriending her because she's beautiful, like something like that and and she felt pressured at that time to you know live up to their expectations. And then in this friendship group, she's more at home. She can be silly, uh, so that kind of thing. And actually, the beautiful girl and the nerdy introvert girl are the closer set of friends than the four. So you know how have a group, even if there there are four of you, you are much more closer to the other person. Oh yes, yes, Something absolutely, like that. absolutely. So yeah, so the beautiful girl and the introvert nerdy, and then the trying to be popular and the 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 main character, because the trying to be popular actually. Wants to date the main guy. Oh, okay. okay. Because he's a popular guy. At first, yeah, yeah. at first, you would think that she really likes the main guy, but then as the story unfolded, she realized eventually, actually, that she just liked to date the guy because she wants to be popular.
0: Uh... And she had these
1: realizations and stuff, and then eventually, she was rooting for the main character and the guy. Mm. So there was like a part even like the main character and the guy went to the like zoo okay. and then she overheard them and then she was very nervous for the main character that the guy wouldn't show up because like, you know, like, you know, it wasn't a as a date but it was because just two of them and then she was also she was talking them because she thought that the main character guy would not show up and then she was like oh they both showed up and, and the uncle the LGBTQ uncle of mm. the main character was also stalking them so, <laughs> so the character uh, girl and uncle were you know, talking together in you know, that episode mm. so that was fun
0: Yep, I can I can certainly understand the appeal there and I can certainly see how in many ways that is in relation to in relation to real life you know again in almost every friendship nerdy fans there is, there is those cases like and i'll be honest here you might share a lot of similar things but the reason why you remain as friends is because of the quirkiness that you enjoy and tolerate from each other right and i think it's because of these quirkiness it's because of this humanness of the situation that you can be honest with yourself in front of them and root for their happiness, right? So that's what I suppose can be endearing about the Skip and Lofer, And in many ways, endearing in Yamada-kun. Because again, when you see the latest episode, you will see exactly what I mean. What what f- true friends really are. Okay. As painful as it can be sometimes. Oh, Tsubaki-chan, I am so sorry. <laughs> but, oh, no. Yeah, but yeah. That's one of the, uh, that's my take on it. Welcome to the, uh, sorry, (laughs) can we?